Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by BlackRifleCoffee.com. Put down the water and grab a fucking drink. drink, 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 drink. Boss, welcome to Drinking Bros. Wow, have we got a bombshell show for you today? We got a big one, kids. We have we have a big time actor who came on the show who who is not afraid to tell you what it's like being a conservative in Hollywood, um, being what it's like being a Republican in Hollywood, and somebody that is is pro Trump in Hollywood, which um, today, if you come out and say shit like that in today's day and age, you're pretty much blacklisted at this point. Um, I was surprised when I hit up uh, one of my old pals, Kevin Sorbo, and asked him to be on the show and said, hey, I'd, I'd love to sit and talk to you about what it's like being a conservative in Hollywood. And he was like, uh, how fast can I be on the show? I was like, look, I, I can, we can have you on today. So we had him on, and uh, you know him from Hercules, Andromeda, uh, Soul Surfer. He's, he's been in a ton of movies. Um, I, I've done two or three movies with him in the past. I did, I did a movie called Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury, uh, FDR American Badass, and I think one more with him, but I, I'd have to check the, the fucking IMDb. Um, but the, the reason why I mention that is when I worked with him on the first day of working with him on a movie called Pool Boy, Drowning Out the Fury, which is arguably one of the most politically incorrect movies ever made. Um, it goes after all races across the board. Uh, I mean, there's, there's blackface in it at one point. Um, uh, pe- making fun of people in wheelchairs, everything across the board. It reminds me of an old Mel Brooks movie, which was kind of the point of it, but it was extremely hard to cast. We had a lot of agents and managers who just flat out said, no, this is too aggressive. This comedy is too aggressive. And this, this is fucking crazy. Like this is chaos and you can't make this movie. At the time I needed an, an action star from the early nineties to play this character. Hence, Kevin Sorbo was pitched to me by casting. I did not think in a million years that he would do this movie. Uh, Again, just because of the aggressive nature of it and dealing with uh, the overall theme of the movie deals with immigration. And uh, and then a pool boy's got to go out and uh, kill all of the Mexicans to get rid of immigration in the city of Los Angeles. And it's kind of a tongue-in-cheek look at what's been going on for the last, you know, 10, 15 years in Los Angeles. And uh, I had a a really, really hard time getting people involved. Kevin Sorbo was one of the first ones that was, uh, he was was one of the first ones that said yes and agreed to do the project. Um, The rest of casting fell in place after that. Danny Trejo came in after that. and, uh, And the rest is history. Why I'm telling you all of this is the the first day of shooting that we had lunch together. I had mentioned something about uh, uh, an upcoming election. I, I want to say it was Mitt Romney or something at the time. And he, Kevin looked at me and he goes, oh, you're Republican. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, oh, my God, me too. I think we're going to get along great on this movie. And I was like, all right, cool, man. And uh, after that, I ended up hanging out the whole lunch with him, chatting with him. We became pretty close buddies and uh, ended up subsequently putting him in a couple more films after that. Um, at the time, you know, he had invited me to, there was a, a, a group called FOA in Hollywood. And 
It was called uh, FOAS stood for Friends of Abe. Uh, it was an underground Republican group that used to meet uh, once a month. You'd have like a, a luncheon and uh, or drinks or you know play golf or something like that, um, whatever the the theme or the the function was. And it was a place where Republicans in Hollywood could meet, chat about similar political perspectives on things. And uh, it, it it has since been disbanded. Um, and it was it was largely over Trump. Trump was Trump was polarizing for the industry because uh, uh, Hollywood itself, not for the, the rest of the United States, but Hollywood in particular, they liked conservatives or Republicans up until a certain point, until it became one of their own, and after that, they they said that you know publicly. They did not want to show their support towards them as a fear of losing jobs towards Trump. Uh, it was one thing if Mitt Romney was running or somebody like that, but Trump was too polarizing. And now everyone in Hollywood is afraid to say that they voted for Trump and or support Trump in fear of losing jobs. Kevin Sorbo is not one of those people. Um, I, look, I, I know what you think of him from doing Hercules and Andromeda and stuff. Like, he's not that guy. Uh, he's really funny. He's really intelligent. Um, he's in on uh, everything that you think he isn't in on. He's in on like he he knows it. He gets it. He gets the whole gig. Uh, he gets that he's Hercules and all of that stuff. But he's he is a really, really intelligent guy. And he is a diehard Republican. And uh, when he wanted to come on the show, um, I said, hey, I'd love to have you on and talk about what it's like to be a conservative in Hollywood. And he said, I'd love to. How fast can I be on the show? Like, oh, you look, you can be on tomorrow. So we had him on, and he absolutely dropped the fucking hammer of what it's really like, what his personal feelings are, uh, and, wh- and what what it's what his thoughts are on the current state of, of the country and the presidency. And it is extremely, extremely rare that someone in Hollywood would come out and uh and, and say it, especially in this uh, manner, but Kevin gives zero fucks, and the interview you're about to hear will convey that. And uh, uh, look, go to go to at K Sorbs on Twitter after this uh, drops, and just tell him thanks. He, he's a he's a diehard supporter of of our military, first responders, and uh, and conservatives, and he's also got a movie out um, that is on DVD called Let There Be Light. It is. It was fully financed by Sean Hannity. Um, as you know, or may not know, that Black Rifle Coffee, our chief sponsor, is um, is also Black Rifle Coffee as well. Uh, Evan, Matt, and those guys are all close with Sean Hannity now. He financed Kevin Sorbo's movie. Uh, they, they spent about $3 million on it on the budget. Uh, came out in theaters and made $7.2 million, which is a, a huge success. And um, for for an independent film, uh, that that is unbelievable. And anybody willing to come on the show and and talk, uh, like he was willing to talk interview wise and open up fully like this, we support. Uh, we also support uh, Sean Hannity, um, and we're grateful for all the support that he shows Black Rifle Coffee. So what we're gonna do is do the sponsors, and then get to the interview. And uh, if if you dug what you heard, because again, I, I have. I have not heard an actor come out and speak on Hollywood like this um, ever, and especially the time that we're in. 
please go to to uh, Kevin Sorbo's Twitter. Just go to at K Sorbs uh, on Twitter and uh, uh, and tell him that 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 you loved his interview on Drinking Bros. Because maybe others will come out and um, and, and share their real feelings uh, about what's going on as far as uh, politics are going. Because right now, everyone in, Ho- in Hollywood is going far left. And, uh, and Sorbo tried to make up for that today by going super right. So uh, hit him up on Twitter. Let him know that uh, you enjoyed him on the Drinking Bros. And, uh, and maybe we'll have him back. Because this is a, a fantastic interview from top to bottom. Now to our sponsors. First and foremost, we're talking about BlackRifleCoffee.com. Look, I just talked about them. They're, uh, they're, they're everywhere now, kids. They're at uh, the NHL Golden Knights in Las Vegas. They're one of the sponsors for them. They're one of the sponsors for Hannity. They're the chief sponsor of Drinking Bros. Uh, they're also the chief sponsor of, of Ross Patterson Revolution podcast. And uh, I could not be more grateful. Not only do I love their coffee, I love them as people, and they're they're some of my best friends on the planet. And uh, and what you see is what you get. Like on the show, when you when when you got all four or five of us on, uh, we really are all best friends, on air and off air. And um, I couldn't be more proud of my best friends and this company. Uh, so go to BlackRifleCoffee.com. They've got a, a bunch of amazing blends. Caffeinated as fuck is is my jam. Uh, I also like the Just Black. They got K-Cups. They got bags. Um, so go out and get them shits. Uh, join, the, join the Coffee Club of the Month. That's what I have. It just gets delivered to your doorstep on the same date every month. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS, which is good for a one-time, uh, one-time use. Or use the, the the promo code Revolution, which is also good for a one time use. I would highly recommend it you using it on the uh, the Coffee Club of the Month Club. You'll save more money for, throughout the year, and their apparel is is top notch across the board. Next up, we've got StrikeForceEnergy.com. Strikeforce Energies. That's our day one homies. That's that's not a side chick. That's one of our main chicks. Um, we love StrikeForceEnergy.com. It's the premier energy drink in the biz. They've got four amazing flavors, original, lemon, orange, make America grape again. Uh, they got the 750 milliliter bottle, kids, that sits on your bar top or countertop. You can just pop a couple squirts in and boom, boom, be on about your day. Uh, last day here in Los Angeles. I'm a little, I'm a little tongue-tied today, but go to StrikeForceEnergy.com. Use the promo code DRINKINGBROS for 20% off of all of their motherfucking goodness. Uh, next up, we've got ghostbed.com. <laughs> Sleep so good, it's scary. Ghostbed.com, everybody's getting the ghost beds. Um, we've not had any bad feedback, luckily, on the ghost bed. Everybody loves the fucking ghost bed, so do I. Um, they got the new one, too, with the the, the cooling the, the cooling foam. Let's say your lady likes it hot in the house and you like to sleep cold. I'm a cold sleeper. You can get the new mattress and... Uh, it, it is, I want to say, it's like 10 to 15 degrees cooler. Um, it's fucking phenomenal. Uh, they've also got the the like the new like Craftmatic adjustable aspect to it where that's, you don't have to build it either. So when they, they ship the mattress to your house, they ship this Craftmatical thing, like this Craftmatic thing to your house. It, there's no building required. You just take it out of the box, plug it in, boom, you're good to fucking go. And it, it really is true. Uh, also, their pillows are amazing. Um, God damn it, I love those things. Uh, go to uh, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros 
and uh, or type in the promo code Drinking Bros. Either get here's the deal: you either get fifty dollars off a mattress and two free pillows, or whatever their best deal is. Like I, I think their that Craftmatic thing is like four hundred dollars off now for Drinking Bros, which is fucking awesome. Uh, use the promo code Drinking Bros, but uh, yeah, yeah, try that Craftmatic thing. Fuck man, it's it's really dope. Um, I don't want to like suck their dick too much, but god damn it, they make great shit. Uh, next up, we've got Grill Your Ass Off. Grill Your Ass Off is uh, it's the finest seasonings for the meats in the biz. It's warming up out here. It's about barbecue season. Um, barbecue season is is man. Uh, unfortunately, when ass eating season ends, barbecue season begins. And it's like, man, I it's it's like breaking up with one great great girl to go go for another is what it is. Uh, so barbecue season is upon us, kids. Go to grillyourassoff.com. They are also a hundred percent veteran owned company. Uh, they've got the best steak seasoning, chicken seasoning, uh, pork, lamb, you name it. They got uh, they got a new habayero. Uh, seasoning, and they also have like cooking videos on YouTube, which are dope. And their Instagram's dope as fuck. You go to grill your ass off on Instagram. Uh, and again, they're 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 veteran owned. Um, and we've been Matt and I've been using these seasonings for a while. I've been using them for like a fucking year, and uh, I'm super amped. They became a sponsor, at least for a short time. Um, go to grillyourassoff.com. Use the promo code Drinking Bros for fifteen percent off at grillyourassoff.com. Big fan of those guys. Uh, next up, we've got the Caillou app. Uh, that's K-A-Y-U. I know I've been cock-teasing it for a while, but it's here. It's out. Uh, you can download it on any phone you got in the land. And uh, and finally, check it out for yourself. Um, I know I've been, I know I've been uh, pressing it, pressing my weens against the glass. Now, that, now it's real. Now it's live and direct, uh, and it's free. There's no strings attached. Just download the, uh, the Caillou app. K-A-Y-U. This was created by two uh, Green Berets out of Fort Bragg, another another veteran-owned company. And uh, it combines travel, lodging, uh, just fucking general interest shit. Let's say you want to get together and go to a concert, don't want to pay for the, the, the high cost, maybe you want to split a hotel or some packages or cruises or things like that. Boom, go to Caillou. Meet up with other people who are, who are looking to do the same thing in your area. Um, if you're, if you're going to fucking Coachella or something, want to split the cost, just looking for cool people to, to hang, go, go to a football game. You're looking for some cool people to fucking tailgate with in your area. Go to Caillou app. Uh, you can see the people you can rate them. It's a lot like Tinder as well. Uh, and I'm looking, you, you might not be able to hook up with them. I'm not, I'm not saying you can or can't, but I'm saying there's a good goddamn possibility. If shit gets wild, uh, you could get naked and it could all happen on the Caillou app. They are throwing a St. Patrick's Day party um, in Charleston, South Carolina, and all the bars downtown um, will will let you drink for free. If you have the Caillou app, just show it to the uh, the doorman, and uh, you'll be able to to go rage there. Uh, big fan of those guys at, at Caillou, so go and download the app now. It's K A Y U. It's free. Uh, last but not least, we've got Sig Sauer. Uh, Sigs. Sigs are making the, the some of the best guns in the biz these days. Um, huge fucking fan of their firearms. Go to their fucking website. It is endless, uh, and they've got like custom made shit that you that you would you would cream your jeans for on a Sunday or a Saturday. Yeah, you probably cream your jeans the rest of the week, but uh, those two days in particular in particular. 
when it's when it's fun day gun day th- those are the ones where you're like oh man i wish i could have a million dollars and just blow it all on their fucking line of amazing firearms go to sigsour.com and uh and peruse their catalog get their shit they're so dope they don't even have a uh, a promo code they don't even care they're just like fuck it we don't need this promo code uh we're that good just by the fucking guns so mad respect um also mad respect to kevin sorbo for sitting down and doing this interview um this is crazy man he he really does not hold back and it's refreshing no other hollywood actor today is really is outspoken as this i know you might say you might say hey james woods uh daniel baldwin maybe a couple others but that's on twitter and on twitter only for somebody to call in and do a fucking hardcore interview like this is uh is truly astounding in today's hollywood and uh to to kevin sorbel we are extremely grateful that you came on and did the show ladies and gentlemen without further ado here is mr kevin sorbo Kevin. Yeah. How are you, buddy? Good. Hold on. I mean, uh, uh, we're in a, there's a big group of people here at this house we're staying at, so I'm, I'm moving myself to a uh, to an office. A more quieter location. Yeah, here we are. Perfect. All right. What, what is this number? Yes. Uh, this is our producer's number, so he's he's plugged into the board. That way we have the best sound quality. All right. Well, this is the best I can do in the mountains with my phone, so I hope you can hear me. I hear, no, I hear you. You sound great. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, I met, first of all, I miss you, by the way, buddy. Yeah, it's been a while. You know, we got to do something together down the road here. I mean, I'm, I've been busy with stuff. I just, uh, my movie did, you know, for two, two, $2.4 million budget, we made 7.4 box office in the States. I can't complain. You know? No, no. And, it, and it's Han- Hannity produced that, right? Sandy produced it. He called me up one day. He goes, Sarbo, it's Hannity. I, I like that God Not Dead movie you did. I want to do something like that. And I said, well, I got it. So I pitched him, and he, he wrote a check right there. That's that, that's unbelievable. Uh, our our chief sponsor for, for Drinking Bros podcast is Black Rifle Coffee, which also sponsors Hannity's show as well. So we're all big fans, and uh, I'm glad you Very guys cool. could come together. Yeah. Um, because I look, so I, where, I are you at, where are you at? Where are you at right now? Uh, I, I am currently today in Los Angeles, California. Well, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm in Los Angeles, and uh, I, I wanted to chat with you. You're you're a busy guy. You got a ton of movies coming out, and uh, I, I wanted to, to to talk to you about uh, what what it's like being a conservative actor in Hollywood. Because I, I think it's just me and you, and we're we're the last two. <laughs> Well, I think there's more, but, um, uh, you know, it is, it is interesting. I, I remember, um, I was at a golf charity event for Gary Sinise years ago out in Palm Springs and he heard me say something. He grabbed me and pulled me in the corner and he asked me in a very whispering tone. He said, are you conservative? And I said, why are we whispering about this? You know, it's like, <laughs> like we're doing a drug deal or something. And I said, yeah, cause I, you know, it was about, Probably about seven years ago, I really came out of that conservative closet. I got tired of all, all the BS on movie sets and listening to people that just, they, they deal with emotion. They don't deal with facts or statistics. Because let's, let's face it, they they live in a lie. They, 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 the truth just, hate, they hate the truth. 
and they don't want to hear the truth. And they go out thinking that they, oh, we care so much more than you conservatives do. And I'm going, really? You know, I remember being attacked on the set of Andromeda by one of my co-stars. She says, oh, my God, you're a conservative. You're against education. And I looked at her and I went, what? I said, it's the liberals that have screwed up education in America. I mean, anything the government runs, as you know, it just gets screwed up. And our public education, are you kidding me? We rank 27th, 28th in the world, and California ranks in the bottom five right now. I mean, it's just pathetic. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm tired of it. And you want to know if it's hurt me? Yeah, it's hurt me. If it wasn't for independent movies like I do on my own or do with you, I wouldn't even have a career anymore. And, and you know them. They're the ones that scream for tolerance and freedom of speech. But both of those things are one-way streets with these guys. Yeah, every single time. And, like, you know, especially since this last election, I'm finding it even more and more. Um, and, oh, yeah. you know, if you if you even mention the word Trump out here in Hollywood, uh, conversation over. I mean, people look at you as if you killed their kids. Yeah. I mean, look, they're, they're, haters hate, right? And it seems to be the only thing they can do right now is, is just hate this guy. And you're going, and you wanted, you wanted Hillary, really? I mean, this any of us, any of us, and even these these bleeding heart liberals would all be in prison right now if they did any of the multiple things that she did. I mean, she is. It, I mean, look, why do they believe in socialism or communism? I ran into a bunch of kids. We homeschool for a lot of reasons. My three kids. Sure. And. Uh, I was in New York City doing some press on something, and I said, hey, let's take the kids to the Statue of Liberty. Let's do the whole tour, go to the top, all that kind of stuff. And this was about three months before the election. And I see a group of these kids coming at us wearing Bernie Sanders T-shirts. And a couple of them recognized me. Um, you know, apparently their 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 parents were Hercules fans back in the day, and now that now they're like, oh my God, yeah, we grew up because my parents had us watch it, blah blah blah. And I said, let me ask you about Bernie Sanders. What, what why do you want him so bad? What's the big thing? And they said, oh, we'll get free stuff, we'll get free education. And I looked at him. I said, you guys are so. I don't think you're idiots. I think you're uneducated, and I think you're ignorant to the truth and the facts. And we started talking about socialism and all this. And I said, you guys. You, you scream at people like me and call people like me a Nazi. Nazi stands for National Socialist. You guys are the actual Nazis. I am not. The capitalist system, the independents in this country, independent people made this country great. Not government, not big government. And I looked at one of the one of the guys, about 20 years old, and I said, how much money you got in your billfold right now? He said, what? I said, how much money you got? He goes, I don't know, like 40 bucks. I said, why don't you give me 20? Give me half of it. And he stares at me, and he looks at his buddies, and he says, well, no. And I said, that is exactly why socialism doesn't work. You want my money, but you won't give me, you won't give me yours. And I walked away. Uh, and that, that seems to be the case with, with every single celebrity, by the way, because you, you have a big Twitter presence, and, uh, and so do I. And, and, I, and I follow you a lot. Because you look, you and I share the same views on things, but you know, you see people like Alyssa Milano or Barbara Streisand or Seth MacFarlane or all these guys railing against the president and the one percent all day, and you're like, "Hey, you guys are the one percent. So who are you really railing against?" Yeah, they're hypocrites. You know that. I mean, I I remember playing a, in a golf tournament and talking to a few actors out there, and I'm not going to name their names because I, I, I don't need to put them out there. But you all know who they are. They're all big A-listers. And I said, all you guys are worth hundreds of millions of dollars. You can afford to be socialist because you live like a capitalist. Yep. We're, entre- we're in a business. As you know, we're entrepreneurs. We are our own product. 
And to work your ass off in Hollywood and have any success, you better count your blessings. And I don't understand why Hollywood was pretty conservative before the 60s. And things things changed with the old hippie movement and the sexual revolution, all that. And you look at this, these people, they all have their private airplanes. They all have their, you know, second and third homes. And I don't, I don't blame people for that. To me, it's like, that's the American dream, right? Yes. I mean, isn't that the American dream? I remember John Lovett saying that, too, in some interview a couple of years back. He goes, what happened to the American dream? Now we're getting attacked for, for creating jobs, becoming successful. I used to be a caddy at a Jewish country club in Minneapolis, private country club, and all these guys were wealthy. And I'm a 19-year-old kid in college, and I said to every one of these guys from that were 30 years old to 80 years old, saying, how did you become so wealthy? How did you become successful? And every one of them said, I failed, and I failed, and I failed, and I kept learning from my failures, and I kept moving on. Today's punks out there, these millennials, are so lazy. They just want to have a Mercedes Hanatum. They want, you know, everybody wants to be a movie star and famous because of the internet now. And they don't want to work for anything. And we've become a lazy, lazy country. And, that, you know, any failure they have, they start to cry and they want their participation trophy and run to their safe space. It's a joke. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I find it more and more uh, in the entertainment industry where, again, you have these people that are railing against the 1%, but they're living that lifestyle. And and look, I, I'm with you. I'm in the same camp where it's like you work hard enough and you earn that money. Do whatever the fuck you want with it. What, why am I the person that's that's going to judge you for what you did with your money and your hard work? Uh, and why should I? Why should I give it away to people just because y- you say I should? Like, why isn't everybody working as hard as me for the same goal? Yeah, and look and look at the hypocrisy in Hollywood as well. Every movie they put out is filled with sex and violence and guns and shooting. And then you get a wacko kid that goes and shoots a bunch of kids in school where they had like thirty warnings about this punk, and the FBI and the local police did nothing. And you know they're the ones that tell us. If you see something, say something. Well, the people are saying something, and we still didn't do anything about it. But what is Hollywood's reaction and everybody else? We need to get rid of guns. And it's like, wait a second. Then stop doing the violent movies that you do. Once again, hypocrites. I mean, every one of these people that come out and sit there and say, we got to get rid of this, get rid of that. They, 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 it's just, you know, they all get on their bandwagon, and they all say, you know, we're so much better than the rest of you. And I, just, I get so sick and tired of it. And I don't, I don't care anymore. I honestly don't care. I've been, like I said, very lucky to keep working, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to call people on it, and I get attacked left and right in the Facebook and Twitter by all these, these little punk millennials that hide in their apartments and write hate emails to people like you and me at three in the morning. They're sure. never better else to their lives, and I don't care. I mean, they don't come up to me in the streets. You know, what comes up to me in the streets, people that support me. People said, please keep making more movies like you're doing that that are entertaining and family values. And uh, we're, we're tired of the crap that Hollywood puts out. And Hollywood that just doesn't want to get it. They, they just, you know, they're stuck in their little socialist world and they think that's the way we got to go. And people are afraid. There are a lot of actors, trust me, that are afraid to come out to admit that they're, uh, they're you know, I was, uh, for instance, I was just at a, at a Comic-Con signing autographs the other day. Um, and one of the actors came up to me, I won't name him, I won't out him, and he said, look, man, I'm on your side, I just want you to know. <laughs> but, he, <laughs> but, he, but he keeps it quiet, and, and I get it, people are afraid. Yeah, I, and I remember when we when we first worked together on Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury, we were at a we were at lunch on the first or second day, 
uh, and I had made a, a comment about a Republican, and you leaned over to me, and you go, hey, man, are, are you conservative? Are you Republican? And I said, yeah. And you go, oh, thank God. Uh, <laughs> and, and I knew we were going to be instant friends after that. And, uh, but, but you're right. It is, this, it is like, a, like a secret society, or like a, it's all whispered to each other. And uh, you're, you know, a lot of people are afraid of, of losing jobs in Hollywood. Um, uh, well, you know, look, you, you look at the sports where you look at LeBron James right now is really taking this, this chair is really attacking Trump and attacking anybody who's a conservative. And I look at this guy, you know what? He's been pampered his whole life. He was an all-star kid by the time he was 13 years old. And, you know, I don't care how he grew up in terms of, you know, his mother. I think his mother was 16 or 17 when he was born, which is kind of typical in the African-American community, unfortunately. I mean, I deal with that stuff. I have an after-school program. I deal with 12,000 kids every year in the inner city schools of L.A. for 21 years. So I see what's going on with these kids. I talk to them. They're all looking for uh, self-esteem and hope. And I'm hoping that my after-school program is giving that to them. And you look at somebody like LeBron James when he comes out and does this. I go, wait a minute, LeBron. You are definitely a one percenter. What do you make, $80 million a year with your salary and all your endorsements? Yeah. Then do, then do something with it. Do something to help out people in the inner city. Do something to, to make life better for people. You, you didn't attract attack Trump. I mean, you didn't attack Obama. What did Obama do? Obama is a smart man. He did everything he wanted to do. He is a socialist. He is a Marxist. He made unemployment in the um, black community double. Where were people talking about that? I mean, it's just, it's, I get tired of this stuff when they don't, they, they go after Trump. And I, all Trump's been doing is making things better for people so far. Yeah, and you know, you take Trump uh, in the case of black uh, unemployment. It, it's the it's the lowest unemployment level for African Americans since 1970. Um, yeah, and, and Trump did that, but he get he gets no credit for that. Um, no, and, no. And to me, like, uh, and this is just me personally, everything I voted for uh, in Trump when he was on the campaign trail, and I, and I got to meet him a couple times on it, uh, and I was fortunate enough to do it, and he was he was a he was a great guy. Uh, I, I enjoyed talking with him, and and he was, I, I believed his heart was in the right place. And again, somebody that rich doesn't have to to run for president. Uh, it's, no. it's one of the most uh, hardest and most miserable jobs on the planet. You don't do it unless you really want to change the country. And people can say it's his ego. What person isn't in politics for their ego? Yeah, exactly. You know, we got these wackos that run California with Boxer, Feinstein, and Pelosi. Good Lord. I mean, they, they, they live like capitalists, don't they? They're incredibly wealthy. But they're that whole socialist communist sort of mentality that we know what's best for everybody else yeah and and you know what's funny they're they're eating their own now with with feinstein in particular you know they just tossed her aside for for a new younger sexier candidate and uh said thanks for playing after you know 30 plus years in congress and what did they do in their 30 years in california they made the state worse 1908 businesses have left california since 2008 they've gone to other states from from mom and pop stands that do pizza or flower shop to 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 Toyota, that's a multi billion dollar company that moved to Texas. There's a reason for that. And what is our wonderful uh, Governor Moonboom Bing's response to that? Let's raise the state tax from ten percent to thirteen and a half percent. Yeah, because that's you know, and it's Jerry Brown, and and that, that's the only way you can pay for that much immigration coming in and out of the states. Um, you know, not only for for health insurance reasons, but for education and other things. And like, look, I would be surprised if California doesn't go bankrupt soon. Well, 
Well, I, I read that we have more people living on welfare in the state of California than paying into the system. I don't have to be a math major to figure that out. And here's the thing with the illegal immigration. People sit there and argument is, hey, but immigrants, everybody who's an immigrant here back in the day and blah, 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 and go, yeah, you know what? They were. You want to go back 50 years, 100 years, 200 years? People came here for the American dream. Now the Democrat Party's got their hand out saying, look, we will take your third world countries come here and we'll just take care of you because all they want to do is pander to getting more voters for them. Oh, a hundred percent. Because let's face it. If you take out those voters, they wouldn't win any election. No, they wouldn't win anything at all. I mean, I look, I don't mind people moving here, but come here legally. And I'll tell you what, if they really wanted to do something in 60 minutes, go to talk, go talk to people that have come to this country over the last 20 years legally and see what their response is to illegal immigration. They're more, they're more um, you know, crazy about it than you and I are. They hate the fact that people are coming in here and doing what they're doing when they came in here and did it the way you're supposed to do it. And another thing that people need to get educated on is look at other countries from Japan to China to uh, you know, Australia, New Zealand, any of those places, and see what their immigration laws and see how tough it is to get into those countries. Oh, yeah. It's it's virtually impossible. I mean, look, you can't even get into Canada if you have a DUI, uh, let, let alone trying to cross illegally into Canada, you know? Yeah. In fact, I was I um, looked into it. I lived there five years in my second series up there when I shot Andromeda. And I, I should have done it during then. But then I decided, you know what, I get offered a lot of jobs, but they want me to have dual citizenship so they can use that Canadian content tax credit. And yet I didn't do it. So I looked into it. And they, like, doubled the years that it takes to get it. It's at least five years or longer to be able to get uh, citizenship in Canada now. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, <laughs> they're really cracking down, whereas we don't have that. It's like, hey, congratulations. No, if you we, can cross, you can cross and be a dreamer. We have the laws. The laws are in place. People just don't enforce it anymore. No, no. Uh, it's crazy. But, but I will say this. Everything... Is, for me, that I voted for Trump, so far he's doing, and I, I have zero complaints other than the other than the Twitter. I have zero complaints about him so far. Yeah, you know, yeah, does he say bozo stuff? Yeah, but you know, let's face it, he's a pretty smart guy. I don't care if he inherited a million or ten million dollars from his father; he turned that money into billions. So. Uh, how many other people in the world can say they've done that? I mean, I look at people and look at you look at these buildings that he put up, and other you know businessmen that put up buildings and cities. You and I probably wouldn't know how to do that. I know I certainly wouldn't know how. So I, you know, you got to be impressed with that, impressed with people that actually create jobs. I'm all for the entrepreneurial capitalist spirit, uh, spirit, and uh, you know, the, just that work ethic. I grew up. I'm the fourth of five kids. My dad, even though he thought he was a liberal. Growing up in Minnesota, there's a Walter Mondale, Hubert Humphrey guy. I would quiz him and say, Dad, let's talk about 10 issues. All right, eight of those 10 issues, Dad, makes you a conservative, whether you want to admit it or not. I think that's what a lot of liberals out there are like. They just don't get it. They're so stuck into that branding of being a Democrat. And the best thing you can get liberals on is say, are you a JFK fan? They go, oh, we love JFK. Look at his 1960 inauguration speech and tell me if that is a Democrat today. It is definitely a Republican. And his greatest line is even on his grave site, asking not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. There's no liberal who talks that way today. No, not at all. Not at all. And uh, unfortunately, like, I, I feel it's getting worse from that side of the party. Like, the hatred and, and the vitriol is, is getting worse. Don't, don't you feel like that's the case? Well, that's, I, you, you can thank Obama for that. That was done on purpose. The guy's a Marxist. He wanted to create the 
division. He was amazing at well. Look, our our um, whole racist thing is worse than it's been since the '60s. Right now, you know, and it's just I, I love when people call me a homophobe or a racist, and I go, "Where do you get that from? Show me where I've said that. Show me the things that I have done that said that I was against." gay people or against black people or against, I mean, they can't find it, but they just love their label. They throw it out there. If you say anything different what than what their little, you know, trademark lines are, they, they, they just throw out those labels. And then when you hit them up with the truth, what do they say? They say you're wrong and they walk away. They can't stand the truth. They hate it. Yeah. Yeah. And especially on Twitter and, and, uh, and social media where again, you can hide behind your keyboard in a dark basement somewhere. Nobody knows who you are. And, uh, you know, you heard, you heard something through a friend of a friend and you, and you think it's a fact and you, and you feel like spewing it. You know, I realize this is a dream, but it would be great to sit there and go, okay, let's, let's split up the states. How many states were red in the last election? How many states were blue? Let's split them up. And now they're their own country and they're on your own. How long do you think these blue states would last on their own? Boy, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about uh, a concession in California about succeeding or a succession, uh, uh, succeeding from uh, California, part of California. And I'm like, good yeah, luck. It, you know, it'll, it'll never happen, but give them the, give them the coastline. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Like, and and in, good I, luck when with I, it. When I shot, I shot Hercules and Andromeda out of the country. So 1993, 2005, I was out of the country. So I moved myself to Henderson, Nevada, so I didn't have to pay California state tax because I wasn't living there. Where I was all legal. Everything was great. I bought a place there. I got my driver's license, registered to vote, did all this stuff. Then a guy across the street from me buys up five lots at $2 million apiece. I end up meeting the guy, and I find out that he's one of the big shots at one of the big uh, computer you know, companies there in San Francisco. So he spends six months and one day a year in Las Vegas. You're so kidding he me. Have to pay, no, so he doesn't have to pay California state tax. Now, here's a guy who makes tens of millions of dollars a year. But even he gets it. He, he gets it. I think, why should I deal with that? Why should I part with millions of dollars every year to a state that just wastes the money anyway? They should let us put the money where we want to put it. Yeah, I, that, that'll never happen, and especially in, in a state like California. No, California's gone, but it needs to get split up because 55 electoral college votes in that state, it's ridiculous. It's always going to be liberal. I mean, R- Ronald Reagan was the last guy to win that state. It's never, it's, I, can't, I don't know when it's ever going to happen again. No, no. I look not in our lifetime, and uh, and I don't know. By the way, I, I've seen all these protests and everybody bitching online about the, the the state of America today. But I don't know who the Democrats are putting up as a candidate in twenty twenty because the primaries start next year. Yeah, uh, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be uh, it's it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, I love the fact that it used to be the blue states for the conservatives and the red states for the liberals. And I don't know when and how they switched that around. Because let's say that they should be the red states. They're the color of they're the color of communism. We should be the blue states. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, my, my guess, by the way, I think they're gonna throw out Kamala Harris. I think that's who they're gonna go with in twenty twenty. Really? Uh, yeah, it's my guess. Really? Like, I, I, I don't know if you're in that circle anymore, but uh, I, you know, I used to get invited to all the fundraisers and all and all of that stuff. Um, you know, obviously, uh, I, I'm conservative and I never went to them, but I, I still tried to keep up with it to see who they were throwing out as candidates. And the one that I've been getting the most amount of uh, emails for and mails for is uh, fundraisers uh, for Kamala Harris to see how she'll do. Um, in the primaries and whether or not she can she can raise enough money to run. 
You don't you don't you don't think Alec Baldwin or Clooney will throw their hat in the ring? Because you know they're bright guys. They're very well spoken guys, and people love them. So who knows? Sure. I, well, I, I'll tell you why I don't think they will. I, I think when Trump got in. Um, Trump was a, a very beloved figure around the country. Uh, he had the apprentice and everybody was like, ah, that's Trump. That's the art of the deal guy. Like, I like that guy. Once he got into office and I think, you know, everybody was able to step outside themselves and see how much hatred the president of the United States gets. And that's including Obama or whoever else has been in office. When, oh, you, sure. when you step in that office, 50% of America automatically hates you. And I don't think yeah, a, a guy a, like Clooney or Oprah or uh, or Alec Baldwin is prepared for that kind of hatred after being beloved for most of their careers. Yeah, it, it would definitely it would definitely hurt their careers to some degree. There's no question about it. I mean, it's you know I, I don't even watch these award shows anymore. I, mean, I don't Jimmy either. Kimmel's already, Jimmy Kimmel's already come on to say he's gonna make it very political and attack Trump the whole time. And you're like going. Let's list the let's list the things that he's already done against the stuff that Obama did. You know, what I tell I, I meet politicians all the time on both sides of the aisle, and I always tell them, you know what, guys, you can take away stupid laws that have been passed too. But that's still doing something. But in California and uh, any liberal state, for that matter, they keep thinking they have to add more restrictions, add more problems, and more taxes to people's lives, and they need to get out of their bubble and go live in the real world. I remember a great story. And here I'm, this, I'm talking about Richard Nixon, where he wanted to go into a Walmart. And uh, it was just sort of an impromptu thing while they were traveling in the caravan. He, they, uh, the FBI and everybody, uh, the you know, Secret Service, oh, we can't do that. We haven't gone in the vet the place out. And he goes, look, they're not expecting me to go. Now let's go in there. He walked in there. They come out about an hour later with the six bodyguards. And he goes, oh, my God, they have everything in there. You know, <laughs> these guys, they, they just don't know. They both, they, they both on the both sides. There's screw ups. There's a lot of rhinos in the Republican Party too. You know that that uh, you know they don't. I mean, did you saw the uh, State of the Union? Did you see the way the, the little babies that, that the way they acted on the on the liberal side? That was unbelievable. Yeah, no, it, it almost felt scripted. Like somebody had talked to them beforehand and said, "Hey, don't smile, only frown." Uh, and I think it, it really hurt their party because it, it looked like, again, babies who were being punished for something. And, yeah. uh, you know, there was no like polite claps or standing up. And uh, it was very odd to me. No, Schumer, I mean, that guy's just a big pussy. They, I wish they would all move to these socialist countries that they, they admire so much and see how great it is over there. Please move to those countries. And, and see how great uh, that their lifestyles are when the government controls everything. Look at Sweden and Germany are doing to themselves with all this, the, the intake of all these refugees, so to speak. I mean, it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. And uh, you can see it now in the voters in those countries, people that were born and raised there, they're getting tired of it. They're really sick of it. And uh, things are going to change for those places, too. Yeah, I, I, I think so. And, you know, I think Merkel's going to be out over in Germany. Um, and, and I think yeah. the, the, the tide will rise. And look, a, a lot of the countries are, are enforcing it, of turning most of these immigrants and re refugees away, um, you know, simply for the fact that you can't afford it. Uh, it's bringing down the economy and uh, nobody's coming in legally. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Uh... Can we get on a brighter note. Can we get on a brighter note and talk about my movie. Yeah, let's let's please do, please do, because I, I I look, I'm a I'm a huge fan of yours. Not not only because I've worked with you, but but also for the movies you're doing. 
you know, for again, as much shit as you take online for being a Republican, you're the one actor who's who's making some of the most positive and uplifting movies uh, we have today that are successful at the box office. Well, you know, I've been, I've been fortunate with this. I did uh, did a movie called What If years ago with Dallas Jenkins. He's Jerry Jenkins' son who wrote, Jerry Jenkins wrote all the Left Behind novels. And this is really my, my first faith-based type of movie. I hate saying faith-based movie because every movie movie is faith-based. You know, even, even atheism is a religion. You know I mean? Sure. They, they, actually, they actually have more faith than people who are Christians, I think. <laughs> um, but... But um, then I did a movie called God's Not Dead, a $2 million movie that made over $100 million box office worldwide. It's $75 million in America alone. It's just crazy. Crazy. And I just, I just finished directing a movie that you mentioned earlier, Sean Hannity funded. And um, it did three times the box, I mean, three times its budget in, the, in, the, in the, the box office. It's called Let There Be Light. I directed it. My wife wrote it. She actually co-wrote it with Dan Gordon. Dan Gordon is well-known, Academy Award nominated for The Hurricane with Denzel Washington, yep. Whiter, Kevin Costner. And um, we just released on DVD and Amazon this week. So people can go to Amazon. They can go to Walmart and pick it up. It's a wonderful, uplifting movie. Look, I'm a Christian. I am, I am not a type of guy that sits there and preaches the Bible to people, so I'm probably not a very good Christian that way. I, I, I do get berated by other Christians that... You know, oh, I, I've seen other movies you've done. You're not a Christian, blah, blah, And I And I go, yeah, here we go again. I mean, this is why Muslims kill other Muslims for not being Muslim enough. And Christians are coming after me for not being Christian enough. Then atheists come after me because I'm, I'm Christian. So uh, <laughs> to me, I'm, I'm just a live and let live kind of guy. And I think I'm putting out movies that have a good message. Um, am I perfect? No. Are the movies perfect? No. But they're wonderful and they're uplifting. And I like doing movies that have character development, that characters you can relate to. I've got a couple more down the road. I got one coming out um, later this year called The Reliance, which is an action movie dealing with the economic collapse of America. I've got another one that's actually right now it's at the NRB in uh, Nashville, a national religious broadcasters called One Nation Under God. And it's about bringing that phrase back into our, our high schools and the Pledge of Allegiance. And uh, yeah, you know, every movie has an agenda. Hollywood has an agenda with their movies. Why can't I go out there and have an agenda that has a positive message to it instead of a negative one all the time? Yeah, absolutely. And you're one of those rare talents where, you know, a lot of people know you from Hercules and Andromeda, but you're you were a great actor, all around actor where you were great at comedy and you were great at drama. Um, And to see your career, I just keep going and and push it to levels that uh, look, nobody's nobody's making this kind of money in independent movies in the box office these days is really remarkable. Well, I've been, like I said, I've been fortunate. I've been fortunate to work with really good writers, really good people. And, um, you know, I've, I've got more coming down the road. And uh, I, I'm, I'm doing a series of political uh, shorts right now, too, that make fun of political correctness. I'm really enjoying it. We did one already. And I've got another one I start filming here in about two weeks. And um, then I've got, a, I've got another one I'll be filming up in Toronto. And like I said, I'm, I'm knocking on the door. I keep myself busy. I wish Hollywood wouldn't be so hypocritical and so angry about it all. I don't get it. I don't get angry at people having different opinions of, than me. Same. I don't know why we can't work on it. Yeah, I don't get it. Well, you know, I, I know that uh, I saw some interview a couple of years back with Ben Affleck said I would never work with any effing Christian or effing conservative. And I'm going, what is wrong with people? Who cares? You know, I mean, guys like Clint Eastwood and, and um, you know, Dennis Miller and 
uh, Gary Sinise and Tom Selleck and guys like that are too big and powerful, I guess, enough for Hollywood to stop making them uh, working with them. But they, they still get angry about it. And I don't understand the anger. I kind of laugh at these guys that have this sort of hatred. I just go, really? You're not going to, you don't want, I did a, a three show arc on Supergirl for the CW and I know they found I was conservative and they hated me for it. They hated really? me. Really? Oh yeah. I mean, the woman said to me that one of the producers now think you're that you're the most evil person in the world. Think of Donald Trump. And I looked at her and I said, so Donald Trump is worse than say Hitler ever was or Stalin or Pol Pot out of Cambodia or Mao out of China. Really? They killed tens of millions of people. How many millions of people have Trump killed? Because I missed that part in the news. And I think I usually keep myself up to date, but this is what you got to deal with. Yeah. And, and I feel that it's only getting worse. So I uh, keep, fi- keep fighting the good fight, Kevin. <laughs> you know what? Your listeners, go out there, get Let There Be Life. This is a good movie. You know, people tell me, please keep making more movies like this. But if people don't support these movies, they're not getting it made. As you and I both know, it's still a business. It's called show business, not it is. show shows. We need people to support the movies that the independent filmmaker puts out there that have good messages to them and good values to them. Otherwise, you're going to stop getting made. And you're going to let Hollywood win its cultural and agenda. Trust me, they're going to win their battle. Yeah, they will. Hey, where can everybody find you on social media to to follow uh, your career? Uh, they can go to kevinsorbo.net. They can go to the official Facebook page of Kevin Sorbo. If you make sure to go to the official Facebook page. Um, I'm sporting a picture right now of me and my high school buddies at the uh, in Minneapolis at a Minnesota Vikings Green Bay Packer game. So you know that that's me. Um, and that Twitter, <laughs> it's. Uh, at Twitter, it's at KSORBS, K-S-O-R-B-S. But uh, they can definitely check down there. I post a lot of stuff, create a lot of controversy, but I really don't want to create controversy. I'm just posting the truth. And as I said, as Jack Nicholson said, you can't handle the truth. <laughs> it, and it's completely true. Look, I, I love you as an actor. I love following you on social media. And uh, and as a person, you're a hell of a guy. I, I appreciate you being on the show. And uh, I love you, buddy. Much continued success. Thanks, Ross. And we got, let's talk later down the road. Uh, I've got a couple of things, and I'm sure you do too. Let's see what we can do. Oh, absolutely. I, look, you, you know you're always one of my favorites to work with. All right, buddy. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. All take right. Care. Take care, buddy. Bye. Uh, that was Kevin Sorbo. Um, boy, uh, <laughs> I wish we could talk to him for three hours. He is, he is the best has no filter, does not give a fuck about anything, and uh, and is truly one of the most talented actors there is. And, and, and again, like I, w- I wasn't lying about that when I said you know everybody knows him from from Hercules or Andromeda. Uh, how I originally met him was uh, on a movie called Pool Boy Drowning Out the Fury. I was uh, it was the first of my St. James Street James endeavors, and. Uh, super super uh non-pc movie to like the nth level uh you name it it's in there no race is safe all of that um he read the script loved it signed on uh at the time in in the breakdowns which is uh kind of the description for what you need uh for the casting directors and agents um i was looking for an old action star from the 1990s. Uh, his agent had hit me up and had pitched Kevin Sorbo. Uh, I, I, I did not. I was not a, a, a huge watcher of uh, Hercules or Andromeda, but of course I knew of him. Uh, I met him in person, and he came in and he knocked this role out of the park. His comedic timing was impeccable. Um, I, I really can't understate how how 
or overstate how, how great he was. And after that, I started writing him into everything. Uh, when we did meet on, on the set of Pool Boy, we talked about being Republicans and what it's like being conservative in Hollywood. And uh, we bonded instantly. Uh, my parents were on set. My dad was in the movie. I couldn't have been a nicer, more genuine guy to them, uh, to me as a person, and uh, was truly a professional. Uh, the guy has done so much. If you like, if you look at his IMDb credits and, and see what he was in and all that stuff, he, he's such a professional that he does not miss a line. Uh, that, that is the only actor I've ever worked with in, in 27 films that did not miss a line. Everybody else around him does. And uh, I could tell other actors in scenes with him miss lines because they, they felt nervous um, because he, he was so good. And that's not something you would expect out of Hercules, the guy who played Hercules. Uh, but it's true. Like He is a, a really, really fantastic actor, both comedically and dramatically. And uh, I, I'm super happy for his success. And uh, it's cool that he stopped by on the show uh, to to do it and uh, and to talk about what he's going through because it's real, people. Uh, the 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 Hollywood bias between those who are conservative and those who are liberals is real. And if if they find out that you are a conservative actor in Hollywood, you're going to to either lose roles or not get roles, and uh, that that is just the political climate we live in, which is a shame. Because it should just be based on talent, and uh, unfortunately, it's not. So I was glad that he was able to come on and tell his story. Uh, he's a busy, busy guy. He's one of those people who's, who's literally shooting a movie or a TV show, uh, which seems like every day out of the year. So uh, the fact that he could spare a, a quick 30 for the drinking bros is, uh, is much appreciative. So, so please go to his social media accounts, uh, in particular Twitter. He'll, he'll hit you back on Twitter pretty quickly and just tell him uh, how much you appreciate him, uh, how much you appreciate him being on Drinking Bros, and, uh, and how much uh, support he, he shows for the, the community um of drinking bros because uh again he, he does all these movies uh he, he was I, he wanted to do range 15 more than life um and we ended up casting a a black colonel instead and uh uh but he was he was all in and, uh, and he was in for for whatever price we paid him for an independent film and uh Hell of a man, and I can't say enough good things about him. Uh, I appreciate you guys listening tonight. Uh, please follow Kevin. Please hit him up on Twitter and, and let him know that you loved him. Uh, I am Ross Patterson. Thank you for listening to Drinking Bros, everybody. Good night. We love you.